Hi, welcome to Get Wood. My name is Jess Wood. Uh, I'm very <laughs> concerned with how much I nod my head. I hope everything's okay. Uh, welcome to the show, kids. It's a storytelling, sex-positive show with your host, Jess Wood, ex-sex worker and comedy lady, comic and storyteller. How do you do with a lot of head nods? Hello and good afternoon or good morning, wherever you're calling in from or watching or listening from. I am wishing you the best because isn't it a, a weird time right now? It sure is, folks. It sure is. And uh, I'm just here to help you get through it. That's all that Get Wood wants. You know, I'll talk about myself in the third person. Get Wood hopes you enjoy Get Wood because she wants you to enjoy your day <laughs> or your night or your week, your month. Let's not get crazy and say a year. Let's just take it day by day. I try to take it moment by moment because even setting up for y'all for this show, Oh, I get so flustered. Uh, as you can tell, I put on a full face of makeup. If you're just listening on audio, I'm so you need to come to Instagram and watch or YouTube and watch because I really did a number on my face today. I really beat it good because beat it, beat it good uh, because I feel like I'm kind of competing with a filter once in a while. Do you ever feel like that, ladies and gentlemen? Like we're competing with filters. I mean, I filter my face. It's not a it's not a mystery that the shit is not me, but once in a while you see someone else and you go, Hey, is that, are they? And then you click on the thing and it, it says Fox eyes or some shit or like natural. And you're like, that's not natural. That's exactly why everyone's getting surgeries and needs to, you know, puff up their faces. My poor babies. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. And yes, uh, this is a, a birthmark. It's not a real birthmark or mole beauty mark, I think is what Marilyn Monroe called hers. And I will say, yes, it is modeled after the Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe. And let me tell you something under that black eyeliner is actually a tattoo. That's right. I tattooed a beauty mark on my face because I wanted to be more beautiful, <laughs> make me beautiful, tattoo my face. And I understand the kids now that have the tattooed faces. They're just like, you know what? Make me interesting. <laughs> I feel bad. Nobody feels interesting anymore. But I went out and got this long, long time ago, long, long, long time ago to the point where now it's blue underneath my black liner. It's a little blue dot. Eh, what are you going to do? It's what happens. You get older, your tattoos, you know, there's a show right now, and I'm gonna admit that I watch terrible television. I, I'll, I admit everything to you guys, uh, <laughs> to, probably to a fault. But I watch, right now, I've been watching this show called My Mom, Your Dad. And I swear to you, if I, we need to re, we need to make another season of this, even though I have no children. We need another season of this that's just people that are my age that are like moms and dads, because this one was a bunch of like, I don't know, like straight edge. Do you know what I mean? Not that they were, I mean, they were drinking and they were probably doing other things, but they were just so straight looking. Like my mom always hated, you know, she's like, oh God, Jesse, you look so straight. You know, like I, that was a, an insult. So now for me watching this show, I'm like, oh my God, look at these parents. They're so straight. Uh, but I think they should do another episode or another season of it, of My Mom, Your Dad, but with like moms and dads that have been through rehab and been to jail and have tattoos and have like scars and shit. Because that's, I would watch that. 
I would watch. I, I mean, I'm already watching this other horrible thing, but I would also watch the my mom, my mom, your dad rehab version. Maybe that was what it'd be called, or like my mom, your dad uh, second. It, this was called the Second Chance Ranch. <laughs> I think you could keep the same title for this one. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, uh, thank you for being here, and thank you for listening, watching, commenting. Thank you for sending me money. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Yes, I have a Patreon. It is GetWood69. I know. Stop it. GetWood69. Uh, and you can, it starts at $3 a month, and you get all this great stuff. And then you go to $5, you get even more shit. So go check it out. I always forget to say that, so I have to write it down. You know, I write everything down. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't mention last week, there was something that I left out last week that I felt like I really should have mentioned, and that was the, uh, the uh, uh, cl- um, clothing swap, right? I didn't tell you about the, cl- I mean, that was a couple weeks ago. But anyway... I am wearing, I just say that because I'm wearing something from there. I know it's been all about like my makeup and my outfit right now, but you know what? If the first five minutes are about what you're looking at, eh, yeah. I also changed the chair. I did my nails this weekend by, by myself, naked on my bathroom floor. Sounds depressing, but it was actually a really good self-care moment. I recommend it. <laughs> Like they look juicy, like I did them from somewhere else, like someone else painted them. And this one, I can't keep them all. Can you keep a fucking nail not broken? Anyway, I uh, I wanted to mention I'm wearing this dress. It's from the swap, the clothing swap. And I know that if you're watching and you you only want this, you only want this much. You want from here to here. That's what I've noticed is my biggest seller is if I chop my head off and just have cleavage. <laughs> I'm bound to get new followers and likes all over the place. You can't, you can't help it. People are human. They want to see a titty. Also, I'm still reminiscing about the titty that I signed a couple weeks ago. Ah, before everyone in comedy in Albuquerque was sick. <laughs> my poor babies. Shout out to all my babies that are feeling badly out there. I hope you heal up good. And I hope you don't, it doesn't get bad. Like, you know, I'm footsing with my hair because I got my hair cut. I know. <laughs> clothing, makeup, haircut. Okay. And then I'll go into the stories. Whatever you guys, let's talk about it. I, my friend, Carla, Carla Vesquez, shout out to my fucking sister friend. Um, she is the best. And look at this haircut. I mean, how fucking cute is it? It's really professional and it was done in my kitchen. And I can't tell you how many people have sent me little notes and little messages about how lovely it is that I talk about getting my hair cut in the kitchen because how many people grew up, either their mom cut hair or they went to somebody's house where they got their hair cut and it was always in the kitchen, which you would think, it's all the food. Why would you want your hair cut and flying around in the kitchen? But it is the place where the party's at (laughs) and where the Bacardi's at. Come on, talking all of that. Uh, I was singing Aquarius this morning when I got up. Well, not when I got up because I had a horrible backache. You know, I uh, I don't know if I've ever talked to you guys about my back on this show, but I just want to mention it's very personal. I don't like to complain on the show. I like to bitch about shit, but I don't usually complain about my own 
you know, I mean, I complain about my threader talking shit to me, but not uh, about my ailments. It's hard for me to actually talk about my ailments. And yesterday, I when I was getting my hair cut with Carla, uh, we spoke so, so much about uh, psychological stuff. She's very smart. My friends are very smart, you guys. I know. We look really cute, but we're actually really smart too. Like I'm talking smart like into neuroscience and into the brain elasticity. Who talks about brain elasticity while they're smoking a bowl and cutting hair? We do. Fuck yeah, you want to hang out with us. I know. Smart and funny. Well, you have to be smart to be funny. I've, I guarantee it. Anyway, we were talking about brain elasticity and because we were talking about that because I uh, had a very, um, a long period in my life where to protect myself and to protect my mm, brain, I disassociated from what was happening in IRL, right? IRL was too much for me because IRL in real life for those over 35, um, in real life is, uh, scary is, uh, you know, um, in real life for me as a little girl, it was very chaotic, dangerous and chaotic. And, uh, you know, the, the violent hippies, I know people go violent hippies. I didn't know they had those. Oh yeah. In droves, especially Southern California. Like that's where cults started. Do you know what I'm talking about? So like when I grew up, all these people just thought they were hot fucking shit and we're in Hollywood. So everybody thinks they're going to be a big fat star. And so that's a weirdness too. But at the same time, nobody's calm. Everybody's violent. There's guns. There's fucking in front of me. There's fucking to me. Like it was so insanely outrageous. Like I had to pee in my closet because I didn't want to walk through the room where the, my mom was getting fucking held to a gun to her face. Like, ah, okay. That's not funny. I thought this was a comedy show. Well, comedy comes from tragedy friends and welcome to the comedy plus time show. <laughs> yeah. Plus time tragedy plus time equals comedy. So here we are. So with all that chaos in my life as a little kid, I only could disassociate from everything because if my little brain, you know, the little brains can't handle all that. The little brains need to have uh, the freedom to be happy and to be joyous and to, you know, experience a, a good time. Oh my God, speaking of a good time, stand by. I have to remember to talk about these children that I hung out with last week. Ah! Okay, so we were talking about how I had a multiple personality disorder and I had it because I could not be, I could not have an emotion and not, and in a real Jessica Wood way. It was very much like when I did phone sex, you know, when I did phone sex, you know, I was, I was sex trafficked for a while when I was a, a teenager. And then I did phone sex for a little while when I was in my twenties. So that's what I mean when I say ex-sex worker at the top of the show. If you don't know me and you don't know my bio, they were my credits. So anyway, <laughs> so um, because I had uh, the phone sex and everything in my, uh, you know, life, I, I, it was easy for me 
to disassociate from who I was. And the phone sex, I bring up the phone sex because no one on the phone sex line ever would call up and be like, hey, I want to talk to Jess. Jess makes me horny. No, they always asked for some really outrageous characters. Like uh, one time I got, because uh, the secretary calls you when you're at home. I worked out of my house nine to five, Monday through Friday. Professional is why. I mean, if you thought I was anything but professional, you were wrong. I'm a Capricorn. Come on. So the phone would ring. If anyone was over at my apartment, which was a studio apartment, very, very small in New York City, um, anyone would come over during the day and my phone would ring. I'd be like, shh, I got to work, you know? And one time my auntie was over, and I've told this before, but I'll tell it again for those of you who are new. Um, my auntie was over and the phone rang and I was like, Ugh. I was like, auntie, I got to work. And she was like, all right. And, uh, and I had a the secretary on the other line said to me, hi, Jessica, we have uh, Steve on the other line. Steve would like a 29-year-old Jamaican dominatrix with a shaving fetish, okay? So hang on for Steve. So I have like that long to think about it, you know what I mean? So I'm like, hello, Steve, uh, you got any shaving cream over there, boy? We better get some, bitch, because I'm feeling mighty stubbly, you know? So I bring that up because... Uh, and I was really good. So he hung up when he came. They all hang up when they come. That's exactly like life, ladies. I'm so sorry. Uh, so, and it's not a great paying job, so don't get pulled into that one. I'm talking about, okay, the girls that know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. So uh, I was, um, you know, do I was, uh, <laughs> here's where all the paint huffing shows up. Here's where all the PCP smoking shows up. Now, I only say that because I was disassociating, so I didn't have my real character. Just like the phone sex people didn't ever want to talk to me, my real character. So phone sex was easy job for me because I could just do character after character after character. I didn't have to be me. So then I got really bad heroin uh, problem, and then I lost everything. Like my friends, my jobs, my apartment, like everything was goners McGee. But I will tell you this. Now, I have some really beautiful, here's how I know I'm so blessed because magic is like fucking surrounding me at all times. I was getting kicked out of my apartment and it was $400 a month. Come on, Jessica, pull it together. But you know, heroin's a terrible thing. So 400 bucks a month. I hadn't paid rent in God knows maybe a year. I was pretty strung out and I hadn't been working. And at my job, they were so nice. They wanted to help me. They were like, Jess, we love you. You're nodding out in the clothing area. Are you okay? We should put you in a meeting or something. And I was like, fuck you. Itch scratch, genital itch scratch. And then uh, I got fired. And so, but I was getting uh, evicted from my apartment. And a friend of mine said, hey, I know a guy who is growing weed. Now this is way in the, this is before some of y'all's is born, you baby babies out there. Uh, in the nineties. Yeah. He was all a grower and looking for an apartment to use as a grow room. What? Hey, now he's got cash to put down. This bitch fucking fucking paid the whole year of the rent just to come in and take over the lease. Yeah. So that just meant that I didn't have some goddamn heavy debt hanging over my head. And when you have a heavy debt hanging over your head and you're on heroin and you're homeless, the triple, the triple three, heavy debt, heroin, homeless, I was not going to do well with that. So to knock one down was good. And you know, when I say homeless, 
Yeah, sure. I stayed on a train once in a while on a subway, just rode it all night, didn't go to sleep. You better not fucking fall asleep on a goddamn NYC subway train. You out of your mind? And um, have you not seen the Warriors? And uh, but then, you know, I was so fucked up that it was inevitable that I I mean, either I was going to die or I had to find something that could save me, you know, and save my life. And so what I found was I found comedy and I didn't even mean to. I was doing I was waitressing at a comedy club and this comic saw me and he was like, you're a comedian. And he also wanted to you know, but he was like, you're a comedian. And I was like, no, I'm a junkie, you know, and he was like, no. And so he put me in his show and you know, I've talked about it before, but I'll talk about it again. If you know anyone struggling with a substance problem or alcohol problem or any kind of addiction, figure out what it is that they love. Like, I didn't even realize I loved comedy this much. I just knew that it was like something that I always like was kind of good at because it was my survival skill. So I knew I kind of liked it like that, but I didn't realize I liked it like that. Like I could put all my fucking, also the, all my angst, but also not use it as therapy, but the laughter that I got after my first show was I got higher, excuse me for my burp, burp, burp. I get really excited when I talk about this. I got higher from the laughs than I did from the dope, from the heroin. So it was really, it was a no-brainer that I just had to get the fuck out of there. Plus, the guy who said you're a comedian, he was a sober person. So he took me to the NA, that's the Narcotics Anonymous, and he took me to uh, all the meetings. And But he kept, more importantly, he kept putting me on stage and, and, and telling me to write and write it all down and write it all down and, you know, get it all out of you. And I was, and that was my, another magical savior. Yeah. Fucking shit. I know. What did that? Oh, so all that to say, I was having some very heavy thoughts about my childhood, cried a few times, had some heavy stuff come up. Uh, but you know, it, it's important because, I've never cried about that kind of shit. Like, I was always like the tough chick, you know. If you knew me in New York, I mean, even Chemda of Keith and the Girl, who I love, adore so much, my fucking love, she was like, you were kind of mean when I met you. You were mean and like a drug addict. <laughs> She's right. Can you imagine me mean? I mean, you can imagine me a drug addict, but could you imagine me mean? My God, I'm like... I mean, I am mean. I, I'm pretty mean. Uh, sometimes I get real mean. Like I didn't like a few movies and I'll tell you about that. But I also was mean because I, I, <laughs> I really got a kick. I thanked a man in Trader Joe's for kicking out a white lady. I was like, there'll be no Karens at this fucking shop. Like I got real excited. Like, Okay, perhaps I'm a little too over the top, but my mom hated white people, so I have that too, like where I see a white lady, especially a Karen-y white lady, and guess what? Let's stop at the Karen thing. Let's stop with the Karen thing. Here's what my friend Shawna, shout out to Shawna. That's right, you're going to get credit for this because I always have to give credit what credit is due. You call me a thief, you call me a snitch, ain't none of those true. Oh, I have bars as well. Anyway, Here's what happened in Los Angeles this week. Gale wins. Oh, they were strong. They they put down, they knocked down trees. My goodness. Gale wins. So my friend Shauna says, how come we don't call these white ladies Gale? I don't know any black ladies called Gale. How about white ladies? 
are now gale, the ones that we don't like. Bitch is like a Tasmanian devil, like a gale wind, like knocking shit down, making a ruckus, everything's going. So let's start it up. Let's talk about it. Karen should be gale. I know a lot of black Karens, so I don't think that's appropriate. (laughs) And I make the rules. See how I mean? I didn't give a shit about that lady. That lady could go suck a fucking dick outside. I did not care. I was like, bitch, get out the store. And it was cold out. You know, it's cold in Albuquerque. And it was cold out. And she's all, I, I, she was rude to someone who worked there. Could you imagine being rude to someone who worked at Trader Joe's? Oh my God. It's like part of their training is to fucking lick your asshole when you're there. They're like, and so what, you're gorgeous. How is everything? Like, shh. When I'm in a bad mood, ooh, ooh, when I'm feeling mean, I don't go to Trader Joe's. When you're feeling mean, you better go to the Walmart on Zuni. You know they can handle it over there. You're not going to take it out on them. I'm not saying you're going to take it out on the cashier. Never take it out on any of the people that work in the service because I'm a service worker. Oh, my God, don't take it out on us. But you can have a little bit of an attitude when you get to the Walmart because nobody cares. Everybody has a, a Walmart attitude. People that work there, people shopping there. I know people in Albuquerque that won't even go to the Zuni Walmart. And I swear by the Zuni Walmart, oh, I love it so bad. And here's the thing. I've never been to a Walmart in my life. You can call me bougie if you want. I was raised on welfare. I was just raised in Los Angeles and New York. So I didn't know of a, of a fucking Walmart. We never had a Walmart. They voted it down. The liberal, yeah. <laughs> these motherfuckers so now I go to the Walmart and oh my god I buy shit at the Walmart and then people go oh I like your you know bandana or whatever Walmart and I'll tell people I'm so sorry I got it at Walmart yes great people watching on Zuni it's my favorite place I went back in my notebook from last year and I looked at all the stories that I had about the Zuni Walmart speaking of hair Okay, remember last year when they had us all waiting in line outside, like only 20 people were allowed in a shop, and now they're like, everybody in, office air is fine. Like, fuck you guys, what's going on? But remember when we all had to line up outside, and it was fucking freezing last year, and I didn't have a car. So I had my hair, and my hair was much shorter last year. Go check out some photos, they're great. Uh, And... I was outside the Zuni Walmart and this drunk motherfucker just came up like stumbling and tumbling just up to me and he's all, I like your hair. (laughs) And I, being fresh off the boat from LA, Hollywood, where it's way scarier than even the Zuni Walmart. I'm I'm sorry to tell you, Albuquerque. I said to him, oh, I I went to the barber on San Mateo over here. You can get a five on the sides. I'm giving him like the, what the razor sizes should be. I'm giving him like the advice on how we could have matching haircuts. And I thought, you know, why not? I'll see this man again and we'll be like, hey, 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 hey. Like the haircut. Oh, I love a matching haircut. Forget it. That is a perfect segue into my next story about my favorite children that I've ever met. And I'm not just saying that because I know their mom's in here. I think she's in the chat, but okay. Okay. You know, when you meet nice adults and you're like, wow, these adults are very nice. You know what I mean? Like when you meet a peer and you're like, look at these nice adults. I'd say everyone in this uh, chat, if I know you personally in the IRL, uh, very nice people, nice, good hearts, charming, lovely adults. Now, I don't really know anybody's kids, but you know, as my friend Melissa, uh, aka Blushing Water on this 
situation. She has a show called Synchrous Soma that's all about Soma and shadow stalking. And she and I were talking about children and dogs. And what children and dogs are, are our shadow. Children and pets. We'll say pets because my auntie's cat, she's got diarrhea just like me. Like, oh my God. (laughs) What? And you know how the dogs and the people start to look alike? So your shadow can really get put onto your, if you're unconscious about your darker parts, you can unconsciously push that shadow right into your child or your pet. And we've seen it. We've seen it a lot. And I'm going to brag right now a little on my cats. I used to have cats. I never had animals in my life, but I had two cats, one 14 years old, one day until she was 18 years old. And <laughs> exactly. See, 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 her duck is a porn star just like her. Do you see what I'm talking about? Duck and A, baby. Fuck a duck. That's what my mom used to say all the time. Oh God, Jesse, fuck a duck. Uh, and so it works right there, Susie. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I met these kids and they were so much fun. As soon as they came in, okay, I was in their space and I was petting their dog. Like they have a puppy and I was petting their puppy and the puppy is very relaxed around me. I'll take that as a compliment. The puppy farted nonstop. And even had a pee in front of me. Like, I've, I was like, it's true. I'm your new auntie. Please do whatever you need to do in front of me. I will clean it up. I will help you. I will be so... Oh, God, Shauna, your mom said that too. Fuck a duck. It must have been a... What else did she say? She said some weird shit. It must have been just of the of the times. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm petting the, their puppy. I'm in their space. The three of them come in, seven uh, years, nine years, and 11 years. And they were, first of all, they came in and they looked at me. Okay. They were by them. They, I mean, their parents were behind them, but they came into the space and they kind of just looked at me. Like, look at this lady petting our fucking puppy. Who's this lady? And I looked at them and I was like, hey, I'm Jessica. Because I like to introduce children, myself to children as Jessica. Children and parents, like older people, <laughs> I'm Jessica. I don't know why. It makes me feel like they get it. You know what I mean? They get it. Also, how many tokayas do I have in this fucking town? I met three other Jessicas at the clothing swap. Did we speak of this? Also, I've met many Joshuas, which to me just means so many Jews. I love you. You're my people. Joshua. It's not, it's not, I don't think it's a native name. I hate to tell you. A lot of native guys. Yeah, my name's Joshua. <laughs> really? So you you and I are cousins. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, anyway, these kids. Now, the oldest, the 11-year-old, the boy, he had a mullet that was like mine. Like, it was very similar. We had very, very similar haircuts. And so I, of course, being the narcissist that I am, was like, hey, bro, I love your hair, man. We got kind of the same uh, thing going on, same kind of design going on. And he goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the kids at school make fun of me. And I was like, what? You? You're like the coolest fucking guy. I didn't say fucking. Even though I could have, because the parents are so cool, because the kids know. You're not going to lie to kids. Kids know about, they know cursing, they know sex, they know prejudice, they know everything. 
by that age. By 11, are you kidding me? He was like wiser than any owls I've ever met in a Disney cartoon. He goes, huh, yeah, uh, they call me uh, Michael Jackson and Elvis. And I go, oh, well, those are icons. And he goes, they're iconic. <laughs> okay. And he goes, but you know, I tell them, Elvis didn't have a mullet. Okay. I loved him so much. Uh, the girl, she really didn't even talk. She was like, yeah, whatever. She was like totally independent of us, which I loved also. She's independent of her parents, independent of us. She took her laptop. I was like, hey, I tried to clear away for her, like a little seat, like, oh, come sit with us. And she's all, I'm good. She went to the other side. I was like, mad respect, girl. Mad respect, homegirl. Then the older, so the younger guy, he was aghast too, the seven-year-old. Now, he didn't seem seven. He seemed really old, a lot older than that because he's got these two older siblings. So he's just like mad fucking smart and he knows like what everybody's thinking and like where everybody's sensitive and shit. And it was like, whoa, this little magician. But me and the older one, we really bonded, I felt. It was, I think it was the hair. So anyway, he had a big story to tell. When he came back, he had a guy, there was a guy at his school peed on his football while they were playing football. Well, not while they were playing football, but that was what screwed me up. I had questions. Oh, I had so many questions. First of all, where's the counselor? <laughs> this child obviously has some issues. And I know because I was a child with issues. So let's talk. So he said, no, no, no. We were, uh, we were playing football and then the ball got thrown to him and then he took the ball and he ran with it and then he ran into the bathroom and then he peed on the football and then he threw it in the sink and then he put the water on it and I was like, why'd you pee on my football? And I said, well, what did he say? And he said, he didn't really say anything. <laughs> so what do you say when someone does that? And I thought, but wait, he doesn't, you guys, you're playing football together, but you don't really get along. And he's like, yeah, kind of. And I was like, I love kids, man, because they're just like, yeah, I don't know. He fucks with me, but then like we play football and then he peed on the ball, but like, he's just weird. He's got like problems. And so I said, I go, yeah, he does have problems. That's like some mental problems, bro. And he goes, yeah. And then there's a pause and he's got his arms. This is my favorite part of the whole day. He has his arms crossed and he looks at me and he goes, you know, Jessica, the world is cruel. <gasps> oh my God. He's 11. And, he, and, and he's right, you know, <laughs> but I said, I said, oh man, you're right. But we can find the joy in moments, right? That's what it's all about. It's like finding the joy in the moments. And that's what I always talk about on here is like, the reason I write shit down for you guys is because I found like a joy, like so much joy in this moment. I have to share it. And I hope that you guys can find little pieces of joy through your day because sometimes we get up and our back hurts because we thought about shit all night long subconsciously about our childhood and we feel like maybe we can't do a show for our friends and our people and our lovers and our the only the people that we know only through this thing but then we dance and we shower and we eat and we I'm speaking of we as in myself me myself and I all my many personalities and drink a lot of water and write some shit down and remember how blessed we are to have our sight and our hearing and our able to speak and uh, feel things and limbs to dance with. And oh my goodness, it's like such a joyous life. But yes, the world is cruel, but we have these joyful moments. And so he and I really bonded on that. And I thought, man, I can't wait to hang out with these kids again. They're so 
cool. And that just reflects the parents. The parents are just being real, being themselves, but they had boundaries and they were clear and they were loving. And that shit, I had never seen that shit before. Oh my God. My mom was coming to my comedy shows and then coming backstage and being like, hey, Jess, did you, well, she called me Jesse. Jesse, you tell everybody how funny your mama is? Bitch, are you trying to infringe on my fucking shit? This shit kept me from heroin. What are you doing? So one time she came over to my apartment in New York when I was older, and I lived on a block where they had a lot of crack. There was a lot of crack on this block. And she, and my mom came up to my uh, apartment, and she sat down, and she goes, Jesse, there is so much crack on this block. And I said, I know, Mom, it's a real problem over here. I feel like it's getting pushed over from, you know, they're cleaning up uh, Times Square and it's getting pushed over here. And she it looks at me and she goes, you're not doing it, are you? I was like, crack? No, I'm not doing crack, Mom. How could I afford this gorgeous apartment? And also, I used to do heroin. Like, what are you on? And she goes, oh, God, heroin, Jesse? Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, okay, so not only were you not worried about me, but you're kind of judgmental. I don't really enjoy that situation. That was fucked up, <laughs> lady. All right, so I'll leave you with this. I know I'm going a couple minutes. Well, I, I started a couple minutes late, so I will go a couple minutes over. But uh, <laughs> okay, stop. Okay, I'm making myself laugh because I'm looking at my notes. And I'm just going to read you what it says so that you can also have a giggle. Making such a great meal, you must masturbate. <laughs> Talk about finding the joy in little moments. Oh my goodness. I didn't even write down what the meal was that I had prepared. I can't imagine how amazing. I don't even think, I, I, I haven't made lasagna in months. I haven't made quiche. Like I've made dishes before in this kitchen since I've lived here and I haven't touched my pussy afterwards. Like I didn't even wait to eat. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You're amazing. You're really I am very impressed with myself apparently I'm very proud of myself very very proud and listen I know that masturbation sometimes can get distracting like you're like <laughs> working from home I have a very loose masturbation <laughs> rule book um but really we uh just like with anything else let's all let's be careful out there Hill Street Blues oh my god well, I didn't get to any of my movie reviews, but just know that next week you got a few reviews coming your way because there are there are there are, <laughs> there are movies that are uh, in the award seasons here now, and so I get all these movies because I'm a Screen Actors Guild union member. Thank you, and I get all these movies to watch, and so I uh, can't wait to tell you about what I thought of. Uh, don't look up. The Power of the Dog, um, The Lost Daughter, and The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I actually think The Eyes of Tammy Faye might have uh, influenced my outfit, my hair, and my makeup a little bit more than I thought. So, God bless. Another Tokaya of mine, Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Chastain? 
I don't know. Anyway, listen, I got to go, but I really hope that you find some joy this week and that you cook such a great meal that you would love to touch yourself after or even before you get to eat it. Sometimes a smoke before sex, you know? Um, And remember, you and I can meet here every Tuesday uh, for the live and you can join my Patreon. It starts at $3 a month. That's just for help uh, getting all this going and out here and equipment and keep the shit running. And also, you can uh, tell your friends and share this. I would love for you to share this with your pals. It is uh, free. And um, you can follow me on all the social medias. Oops, I'm banging around over here. And (laughs) remember to find the joy in all uh, things. And don't suck a dick you don't like or or lick a pussy you don't like. I've been saying that for maybe over a decade now, and I'm not going to stop saying it. So uh, please enjoy yourself this week. I know it's cuckoo out there. There's a lot of stuff going on politically, natural disasters, you know, all the things that are always happening. And uh, sometimes you uh, are better off just tuning out for a couple and saving yourself, okay? Save your breath, save your heart. Uh, Tune into stuff that makes you feel good. I've been talking a lot about, I'll leave you with this, talking a lot about uh, who you follow on social media has a huge impact on how you feel after you look at social media. It's already such a fucking mind fuck. Let's try to look at stuff that makes us happy and makes us fulfilled. I follow all the cannabis people. I follow artists, graffiti and and others, but I don't usually follow the people that do the stuff that I do unless they're my pals because the FOMO is the real thing (laughs) and the slow-mo and the yomo. Thanks, E. Uh, I got to go. I love you guys so much. Uh, Please, you know, send me anything you'd like for me to talk about, anything you'd like for me to watch except for your dick pics. (laughs) Keep your shit in your pants. As Carla Vasquez says, I'm old fashioned. I'd like to be disappointed in real life. (laughs) That's that shit. Follow Carla. She's hilarious. Jess Reed. Follow my Tokaya Jess Reed. She's got beautiful photographs that she's one that I always can count on to lift my spirits. And, um, I just hope you all have the best week, okay? Love you. Oh, Maywin, I'm about to go, but I love you. Another beautiful artist. Please follow her uh, and get some joy in your life, y'all. Okay, I can't wait to see you next week. Bye.